Welcome to the Astrology Hub Podcast. I'm Amanda Poole-Walsh, founder of Astrology Hub and your host for our flagship show. We explore the many ways astrology can support you in your relationships, career, health, and personal growth. Thanks for tuning in. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. It is so great to be here with you all. And I'm very excited about our guest today, Claire Gallagher, who is a post-wellness ally, an anti-diet nutritionist, an intuitive movement counselor, and a medical astrologer. She holds master's degrees in acupuncture and nutrition and is a certified strength and conditioning specialist. And she is here today to talk to us about astrology and how it can help us with our bodies. So how it can help us experience more health and vitality and what your chart says about your body and your health. So Claire, I am so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have a juicy chat about body astrology. Nice. Awesome. And you did also recently write a book called Body Astrology, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But before we get there, Claire, can you tell us how you got into astrology and then also how you came to focus on the body and astrology? Yeah, absolutely. I came to astrology during my Saturn return, which is kind of funny. I think that happens to a lot of people actually. And at the time I was in graduate school and I was getting a dual master's in acupuncture and in nutrition. And the actual story is I, I went to the bathroom in between class and there was this flyer in the bathroom for medical astrology. And I actually grew up in a home that you know, it didn't talk overtly bad about astrology, but it was dissuaded basically. And so it was something I just never really paid attention to. And I was honestly a little scared of it to be completely clear. But when I walked in and I saw the medical astrology flyer, something about the physicality of that and the groundedness of that made me feel safe. (laughs) And since I was already studying health at that point, for quite a while. I was like, that's cool. It just called to me. And so I went, it was a risk and I had no idea what they were talking about. It was way over my head, lots of astro jargon, but I also knew at the same time, it was like, I'm home. This is where I want to focus my energy and what I want to do. And from that point forward, it was all astrology all the time. So That's amazing, Claire, that you sat in a talk, you didn't understand a word they were saying, but that you knew this was going to be the path for your life. That's incredible. Yeah, it's really funny looking back on it because, you know, you're in an astrology conference. They're not going to water it down for you. And I'm trying to write everything out, all the planets in longhand and all that because I didn't (laughs) know any of my glyphs. And, um, but at the same time, like the, the heart of the message really resonated with me and I could understand that. And so I was just sold immediately and started tracking all my symptoms with astrology and doing that with my patients in the teaching clinic. And that really sold me when I was watching that. Amazing. Okay. Well, that makes me feel really good because I know sometimes our content on the podcast and at Astrology Hub in general can kind of go over people's heads. But what you're saying, it makes me really happy because it's like if, if something deeper is resonating in them as truth, then they might continue to tune in and stick around and eventually learn the language and maybe someday write books like you. 
which is yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's total hope. If you're like listening to this podcast and we say words that don't make sense, like I think people can really just grab the energy of a conversation and run with that. And so, yeah, there's total hope. Yeah. Okay. So as far as medical astrology goes, who have been your biggest inspirations? Who have you learned from, uh, you know, what was that path like? Yeah. Um, my direct lineage, I guess you could call it is, um, my teacher's teacher was Judith Hill. And, um, I did private tutoring and lessons with Andy Gertz. I don't know if you know of them and they just basically transmitted all that they knew to me. I would meet with them in their living room and we went through cases together. And so that's who I like play out as the people that came before me and who really inspired uh, what I do now. And um, also my, even though they weren't astrology teachers, my professors and attendings in acupuncture school, because they really developed my understanding of the elements, even though it's a different elemental tradition, um, I felt like I had a really good foundation in elemental medicine going into medical astrology. And that was a real boost for me learning pretty quickly. Okay, great. Judith is a favorite here at Astrology Hub. We've had her on the podcast several times. Awesome. And in a circle astrologer with us. So that's, that's wonderful. Okay. So tell us how you've seen astrology benefit you from a health perspective and your clients. Yeah, for me, and I didn't say this earlier, but a lot of my story with astrology was informed by illness. So I have dealt with chronic illness since I was very young twenties. And that's why I was studying acupuncture in the first place and why medical astrology really piqued my interest. What I noticed at first is that, um, it gave me language for a condition that really was falling through the cracks in conventional healthcare. And um, that was really validating for me because when you have a, and I love doctors and I love healthcare, but when you have an experience that can't be diagnosed or articulated Mm -hmm. for me, it was very, very healing to say, oh, but here's some other language um, from my chart that describes the route or where this is going or other things that can assist it. So I think, um, a compassionate view is maybe the most powerful thing that uh, astrology has gifted me in terms of health. And that's really the heart of what I do with my clients is I'm less interested in saying you need to eat this or you need to eat that, or you need to take this. I think the most powerful work I do is creating a safe container where we look at a condition with compassion and we let the chart tell us maybe other routes for, for that condition or empower us um, give language and context to it. So, and do you find that in understanding the astrology behind why something might be happening for someone that they're actually able to address it more effectively, or maybe even more like, does it, does it kind of streamline your ability to hone in on what's actually happening? Yeah. If you, uh, really tuned in with medical astrology, you can, really see pathways of healing that might be quicker or maybe uh, less (laughs) strenuous for a client. So um, for me, you know, as a grad student, it was like, what's going to be the most effective so I don't have to spend so much money trying to get better. And that's what a chart can do is it can tell you, well, my body is this type of constitution. I really respond to these types of therapeutics. And so in that way, it can help you make decisions um, about your healthcare 
and help you manage your budget too around that. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, what inspired the book? So the book is called Body <laughs> Astrology. And I know writing a book is a big labor of love. So obviously you felt inspired to do it. What was the main motivation for you? You know what? To be completely honest, I didn't go looking for this book to be published. I was approached and I thought, you know, maybe in 30 years I would write a book. I didn't expect to write a book now. Um, So I was given an opportunity and it scared the crap out of me and I did it anyway. if I'm being completely transparent, which I always am as a Sag rising should be, um, I don't necessarily know that I was ready to do this, but I did it. And I learned a lot writing the book. So the motivation was really like being given an opportunity that I didn't know I would be getting again. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so what have you, like, what is the main focus? I know there's some medical astrology books or some books about the body and astrology that really focus on the sun sign or they focus on the elements or what's the main focus and what are you helping us decode in our charts as far as our health goes? So um, as we know, I'm a Virgo. So there's lots of charts in this book and I give the reader lots of entryways into their chart. So um, let's see, how can I break this down? In the beginning, I sort of debunk sun sign astrology in terms of medical um, astrology. To me, uh, the moon is very, very primary in terms of what the body needs to feel supported, safe, nourished, et cetera. It also reflects or describes how the energy moves through the body, like circadian like rhythm, like actual energy management. And so I really, really focus on the moon in this book. But I also give the reader a few options. I talk about um, their triad, which is sun, moon, rising, and how those are different from um, a physical perspective. But I also give them a seasonal option where I actually created a wheel um, where I described healing, basically intentions or gestures for each part of the seasonal astrological wheel. And so a reader can also decide they just want to follow the sun or the moon through a cycle and focus on certain parts of their body, um, depending on where that planet is located. So there's options. Can you break that one down a little bit? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like gestures? Yeah. Also, can you give us a couple examples? Yeah, sure. So, um, I, a big focus of the book is something I labeled a therapeutic gesture. And the reason I chose this word is because it is broad. And I find that to be a benefit when you are writing for a large audience, because medical astrology can get you in trouble if you're very, very specific for a large group of people. So instead of saying all Scorpios need to eat this way, I said, well, Scorpio's gesture is elimination. So no matter what way you like to eat, Scorpio needs assistance eliminating. So how can we do that? Mm -hmm. So it just was a way of opening medical astrology up um, so that I also wasn't participating in diet culture because that's part of my ethics as a nutritionist to not participate in diet culture. And so in order to prevent me from falling down that rabbit hole and saying this sign needs to eat these foods, I opened it up by giving each sign a nutritional gesture and a movement gesture. And that allows the client uh, to fill in the details depending on their preferences and their likes and their access to resources and so on. Okay. So you gave us a little taste about Scorpio. 
when you said, <laughs> so you said a nutritional gesture and what was the other gesture? Movement. And that's really what the book is focused on is food and movement. Okay. So can you give us one more example of like a, a, a nutritional or a movement gesture that you would give to a specific son? Yeah. So like Sagittarius, nutritionally, the gesture I gave them was exploration. So really emphasizing that in order for this sign to be, uh, to feel nourished, from a physical standpoint, they need variety. <laughs> so being told that they need to eat the same thing every day, it needs to be at this time and this way um, can feel very limiting to that function for Sagittarius. So I, I have fun with it and I describe, you know, creating variety in the kitchen, et cetera. But I also am very specific as well because we know, or maybe we don't, but Sagittarius is a ruler of the nervous system as well. So I describe how um, we can use food as an exploratory activity, but also we need to make sure our nervous system feels safe and grounded in order to digest our food. So gestures are kind of playful, but I also flip them in the book to be a little bit more um, serious as well. Okay. And like, what about a movement example? Yeah. So let's just keep with Sag. Um, the movement example I gave for them was locomotion. And again, it's that idea that Sag feels alive when it's traveling, it's on the move, it's on the go. And this sign um, really benefits from movement that allows it to pivot, change direction, change speed, um, to go in different directions and to move in different planes of motion. So again, I'm playing on that um, gesture of variety, but I'm using different language and applying it to specific sports um, so I'm a strength and conditioning specialist. So I talk about weightlifting in the book and how you would do that from a Sag perspective, but I also bring in yoga and running and how we can all enjoy those activities, no matter what sign we are, but we might do it in a little different way. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. This, this sounds amazing. Uh, and I know that you talk about transits a bit in the book as well. So how can we use transits as a healing tool? Yeah, I love transits. <laughs> They're like my pet project. Um, yeah, so in the book, I think it's part three, the very um, last section of the book is devoted to all the planets. And I really, my um, mission basically is to empower people to use transits instead of thinking like, what is this transit going to do to me? Yeah. Like, how would I like to use this transit? And so when it comes from a health perspective, um, I essentially gave each planet a gesture as well. And I said, so you're having a Mercury transit. Okay, this is the gesture of Mercury. So what can we do to um, assist the body um, during a Mercury transit? And because Mercury retrograde is happening on my sun, let me remind myself of what the Mercury gesture is. <laughs> connecting. So basically it's like, okay, how can we foster a feeling of connection and nervous system um, support, both from a food perspective and a movement perspective during, let's say a mercury station or um, some other type of mercury progression alignment, et cetera. I really love this, Claire. It's, it's clear and simplified in, in a way that I feel a lot of people could really benefit from and, and understand which is one of the challenges with astrology, as you know, is it sometimes can get so complicated that it, it loses usefulness because people just get lost in the, like, in the details. And so this sounds like you're really breaking it down in a way that is very digestible and very uh, applicable, like immediately. 
Thank you. That means a lot. And that was really my desire. I tried to write like I talk and I tried really hard. Like if I used any jargon, I explained it. I really wanted this book to be valuable for a practitioner, but also totally accessible if it was someone's very first astrology book. And that was very hard to do. <laughs> I bet. Oh, it's so hard. I mean, we're, we're constantly um, dancing that dance at Astrology Hub. It's like, how do we, you know, make new people feel welcomed and invited so that they come to the party and they can actually understand some things. And then how do we make sure that we're always fulfilling that seemingly unquenchable curiosity and desire for more advanced techniques for our more seasoned students? So it is definitely, I, I understand that. Okay. Uh, and can you give us one more example of a transit gesture? Cause I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for example, let's see who's, who's got a bad reputation. Let's use one of those <laughs> or Saturn. Yeah. Let's use Saturn, my friend Saturn. So the gesture I actually chose for Saturn was fortifying. So what I do in the book and how I would flip it for a client is like, okay, so we're having a Saturn return one or two, or we're having a Saturn square to a vital light or to our natal Saturn. Saturn often steals from the body. (laughs) And so instead of focusing on that, I focus on, well, how can we build the body back up? Saturn needs resources. So what can we give Saturn, AKA, what can we give our body to make it feel secure and fortified during this time where other things might feel unsettled, unstable, we might feel insecure. And so I talk about the foods of Saturn, um, the nutrients of Saturn, but more importantly, just like the mindset of, you know, moving and nourishing the self during a, a a Saturn transit, which is like more is better. (laughs) Like the body often feels deficient and the heart often feels sick and longing. And so how can we create more softness during a Saturn transit with the way we approach our self-care and approach our food and movement? Uh, I can really see how understanding some, or how applying some of those things you just said about Saturn transits could have been very helpful in some very challenging Saturn transits that I've been through. And it's interesting to see that we probably intuitively go towards some of these things, even when we don't know the astrology or we don't know the specifics. But you know, if we're, if we're listening at all to ourselves, we may be intuitively guided to some of these gestures, as you call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really important, you know, if any beginners are listening, um, something I lay out in the book as well is like, you, you don't have to know what transits your experience experiencing to um, really invest um, into the healing gesture of a planet. You trust yourself. And so I also in the book list out a lot of symptoms and you can also just identify what do I feel like and what planet does that remind me of? Oh, that feels like Saturn. So I'm going to do Saturn food and movement and self-care just to fortify myself. So yeah, I think intuition is primary, especially when maybe you don't know all of the language and the jargon and you really don't have to. Um, so yeah, I 100% agree with that. Okay. So tell us about a few success stories that you've witnessed in applying this approach. Yeah. It's interesting because we have to define what does success mean, right? To each person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so a lot of times what I view as success in a, a client interaction is like, 
when they have really reached a new level of self-compassion and allowing themselves and their bodies to be as they are, instead of trying to match some cultural ideal of how we should move, should eat, should look. So that's kind of my metric for success. And, um, I have a lot of clients. I'm thinking of someone in particular who we did a lot of work deconstructing um, fitness myths in, in their life. And we basically uh, reconstructed a program where they just moved along with the moon. And now this person basically has an intuitive movement practice where they don't have to use, um, well, they can use programs if they want, but they feel permission to adjust and to substitute and to modify depending on yeah, what the moon is doing, but more importantly, the moon taught them how to honor their own fluctuations within their own body. Um, so most of my client stories are about um, using the moon or another planet to teach us how to honor our own bodies and to restore our own trust in our, in our inner voice. Wow. That's powerful. I love that. So where would someone who is, maybe they're experiencing some ailments or, you know, you know, uh, discomfort in their body right now, where can they begin to just start dabbling with, okay, here's my chart. Here's what I'm experiencing. You know, where, how, what direction would you point them in? In addition to obviously your book, uh, is there anything? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I think the best place to start both from a technique perspective, but also just an accessibility perspective is the natal moon. So really understanding the sign of your natal moon, the phase of your natal moon. And then if you want to take it to aspects, et cetera, you can do that. Um, but understanding like what your moon needs to feel stable, to feel like it's circulating energy, to feel like itself. And I love the moon because it, it very readily depicts that we all need different things. We all find stability in different ways. We all feel safe with different stuff. Um, and yeah, so my short answer is the natal moon is gold. Really lean into your natal moon. Um, and because from a traditional astrology perspective, which is my wheelhouse, it literally represents the physical body and our ability to digest and our ability to be in these physical forms. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just thinking of my Gemini moon right now and how much <laughs> I need variety in my movement <laughs> options. Like I, I go crazy if it's the same thing. And then also I love group fitness. Like I love doing yeah. and I love when there's lots of people around and it's like, feels really alive. And if I have to do it on my own all the time, I get really, really bored. So mm -hmm. I see already very clear uh, mm -hmm. correlations. And if I was thinking that there sh that I should be doing certain things, I can see how that would really be an issue for people. And I know so many of us have that, like, oh, we should run or we should lift weights or we should exercise and you know, move our bodies in a certain way. So I can see how so much of what you're doing is giving people permission to really lean into their individual nuances. And Absolutely. And, yeah. I Thank you that. for sharing that example. That is a perfect example of a Gemini moon and like flexibility and variety and social connection is like your physical lifeline. And so trying to shut that down, which we're often told we're doing it wrong. You know, that's what fitness culture and diet culture tell us all the time. You're doing it wrong. You're not doing enough. You need to do it this way. Right. And that just shuts our moon's energy down and then we're stuck. And then eventually 
uh, symptoms will pop up. You know, if the moon is inhibited, eventually something is going to occur if that energy is blocked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I've found is I just get so bored. I just stop and then I'm doing nothing, which is really bad. So yeah, (laughs) exactly. Okay. Well, Claire, where would people go to find your book? And um, is there anything else you wanted to share before we closed out? I um, don't have much else to share. I mean, I could talk about this for hours, but um, you can find my book basically anywhere books are sold. It's in all the big stores. It's at Barnes and Noble. It's um, on Amazon. And you can also buy it directly from my publisher, which is roostbooks.com. And you can find me on Instagram at the body astrologer and online at clairegallagher.co. Awesome. Claire, thank you so much for being here. It's been such a pleasure to meet you and introduce you and your work to our audience. And I hope everybody goes and checks that out. If you are in our community and you're interested in more on the body and health, we do have the series that we created with Cameron Allen, who's also a medical astrologer, who's also studied with Judith Hill um, and has been featured on this podcast quite a bit. And you can find that at our our academy. So astrologyhub.com slash academy. There's different courses you can take with Cameron, health secrets of the Zodiac, health secrets of the planet, but that could be a great accompaniment to this book with Claire, you could have the book, you could do this, the uh, classes online and really just immerse yourself in some of this amazing content. So thank you again, Claire, for being here. Thank you for doing this work. Thank you for answering the call and saying yes, even though you were terrified to <laughs> write a book. I think that alone is such a good model for all of us. It's like when you get that call, answering it with that yes and then just doing the best that you can and creating who knows what you're going to create like that's where magic happens so Mm -hmm. i'm really grateful that you did that and that you've made this amazing contribution to the astrological community and we'll look forward to hearing more from you in the future thanks amanda and thanks so much for the opportunity this was a blast yay awesome all right everybody thank you so much for being here thank you for being a part of our community and thank you as always for making astrology a part of your life and hopefully also a part of the way that you take care of yourself, your body, your spirit, your mind, all of it. So thanks again for being here and we will catch you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.